Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and this is the Spooky SLV Podcast, and I'll be your host, Brad Hicks. Let's get started. All right, today, folks, we are going to have three different stories, one from Tiffany Payne, and uh, she contributed one from last week, which is a great story, and this is another good one. We also have uh, one from fellow Haunted Encounters of the SLV member, uh, Tim Herrera. He's uh, graciously let me read one or two of his stories on here, and I'll read another one next week. And then we have another from Glenna Price, who's just an amazing writer. I never thought Glenna would be. <laughs> I don't know why, but I never thought she'd be a good writer. But she proved me wrong, and I'm happy about that. So let's get going. Okay, first one is from Tiffany Payne, and here we go. It's called The Ghost Wolf. It was a beautiful fall evening. My husband and I were archery hunting in Jack Canyon near Osier Park. Dusk was just setting in, and we walked back toward the pickup truck after having heard but not seen any elk on our hunt. The elk continued to bugle all around us as we walked. It was very neat to hear, but also eerie, as it was the only sound in the forest other than our footsteps crunching in the leaves. Suddenly, a movement in the trees caught the corner of my husband's eye. He stopped and stared intently. I followed his gaze, and the hair stood up on the back of my neck as I saw what he was looking at. Not 50 yards away, a white shape moved silently through the trees. As it came into clear view, I noticed it had the shape of a large dog although it was much bigger than any coyote or dog I had ever seen. It was all—it was so purely white, it almost seemed translucent. It glided through a small clearing, not making a sound. No padding of feet on the leaves, no panting, nothing. It seemed as if it seemed that it was almost floating, not touching the ground at all. It continued to the next patch of leaves, never looked our direction, and disappeared. It was then that I noticed that the elk had stopped bugling all around us and an eerie silence had descended upon the whole area. This all happened in a matter of of a few seconds. Did you see that, my husband whispered. Yeah, what was that, I replied. Someone's lost dog? A wolf? It looked pretty big to be a dog and there's not supposed to be wolves around here. Definitely none that color, he replied. Spooked, we hurried to the pickup truck. All the way home, we puzzled about what puzzled about what we had just seen. We told our kids about the experience the next day. Our son joked that maybe we had seen a skinwalker, as he had seen a show about the Native American legend on TV not that long ago. According to the show we had watched, he had watched skinwalkers were malevolent witches who often took the shape of wolves or coyotes to wreak havoc on their enemies. My husband brushed it all off and rationalized that it had to been just a really big coyote or something we dismissed it and almost forgotten about it when we went out hunting again the next weekend it was almost the exact same circumstances as before it was nearing dusk and we were heading back to the truck after spending the evening walking forever and being unsuccessful on our quest for elk as we were putting things into the back of the truck my husband happened to glance over to that same grove of trees he silently pointed and my eyes followed his gaze there it was again. The ghostly creature slid from one grove of trees to the next, just as it had done before and disappeared. And the forest was eerily quiet and still again, and a shiver went up my spine. This time my husband grabbed his pistol from the cab of the truck and started over to the spot. When I started to protest, he motioned for me to be quiet and told me to stay put. I watched him walk over to the trees and with all kinds of crazy scenarios running through my mind. 
What if it really was a wolf or a coyote? Would it attack? What if it actually... What if it was actually a bear? And after what seemed like forever, he returned. There's nothing there. Not a footprint in the mud, not any sign of the leaves on the ground being disturbed. Nothing. He sighed, shaking his head in disbelief. We hastily got in the truck and locked the doors. We drove out slowly, making a conscious effort to scan the trees as we went. There was no sign of it anywhere. We have never been able to come up with an explanation for the ghost wolf. We have gone back there hunting several times since, always on the lookout for it. However, we never saw it again, nor have we heard of anyone else who has. Perhaps it was a skinwalker, and its business in Jack Canyon was, thankfully, not with us. <laughs> that was a good one, Tiff. I like that one. Thank you very, very much. All right. Second story up is from Mr. Tim D. Herrera. Um, Tim is a native of Cal, or not a native of California. I guess native of California. At least that's the way it sounds like he says in here. Both his mother and father were from the valley. Um, the first story is not really a spooky story or scary story or anything like that, but it's an interesting one. I kind of, I kind of like the, this one and. It has some tie-ins with some stories that I've heard of uh, uh, Spanish conquistador treasure out in that area. So, um, let's get started on it. Hello everyone, I am new to this group. I live in California, but both my mother and father were from the San Luis Valley. And my ancestors are from northern New Mexico and southern Colorado, and all have lived in our, all have lived in or near the valley going back to the 16th century and beyond. I went to Adams State, lived there, and have visited several times. My first post will be about my first encounter with something strange and unusual in the valley when I was 14 years old. On this visit to the valley in 1975, I met several of my relatives while exploring with my uncle, born and raised in Romeo, and his boys, my cousins. We drove around in his old jeep and visited relatives in uh, Canyon, Mogote, and La Isla. My aunt lived very near La Isla, and we were staying at the ranch she and my other uncle lived and raised cattle. <laughs> there was a group of male cousins, maybe six of us, who decided to explore the ranch area of several acres on foot with a dirt bike. We went near the area known as Los Vicones and explored a small hill there that was rumored to be the site where spirit-guarded treasures were buried near that spot. Some of my ancestors had dug a potato cellar there, and it was uh, two of my cousins that joined me climbing to the top. On the top of the hill, I was drawn to a rock, half buried in the dirt about the size of a bowling ball. I dug around the rock with a stick I had carried as a walking stick and asked my cousins to help turn over the rock. When we were done prying the rock, we pushed it over and found a cross chiseled on the bottom of the rock. We marveled at this find, and the boy had dreams of finding treasure. We returned to the ranch, and later that night we were all bunking in a trailer adjacent to the ranch house. Those of you who have been to the valley know that on moonless nights there is a darkness unlike any other place, and that is right about. While we were sitting in the trailer with oil lamps, no electricity, telling stories about our adventure, the lamps went very dim then completely out. Smothering darkness engulfed our bunk trailer and the sound of the door being opened as my cousins 
shot down the short steps to the ground. I took two steps and turned left to see in the darkness. My cousin's running toward the ranch house. I took maybe two fast steps and then I was grabbed by the back of my down vest and stopped in my tracks. I put up my fist and turned around ready to fight but saw nothing in the darkness. My heart leapt to my throat and I turned and ran to the ranch house. Since I couldn't sleep, we decided to sleep on the floor of the ranch house, I told my aunt what happened. She told me that it is dangerous to touch or carry objects away that may have a spirit attached to them. And maybe that was my transgression. I'm 61 years old now, and this event is still fresh in my memory. Tim, that's a great story. And like I was saying, it reminds me of... Uh, uh, it, it calls back the Spanish conquistadors that were here. The Sp- Well, I wouldn't necessarily... Maybe the Spanish conquistadors, because there have been armor and helmets found on San Antonio Mountain, which uh, there's supposed to be a uh, uh, treasure buried on there, a Spanish treasure buried on that mountain. Uh, there's supposed to be, I think, five different points on the carving of a, on a, like a geoglyph of a lion on San Antonio Mountain. And at five different points, there's different things. Armor, helmet, uh, several other things that the conquistadors would have carried with them. And if you triangulate where they were found, right in the center of that, supposed to be in the center of that, is supposed to be a Spanish treasure. That's from what I remember. I don't know. I have to read the story again. I think it's in one of Christopher O'Brien's books. Um, maybe I can get him to let me know which one it is because I, I don't want to read the books again just yet. I'm not in the mood to read them. So, But Tim, thank you again. Okay, our third and final story tonight is from Glenna Price. And uh, as I was saying before, I, I, I never would have thought Glenna would be able to write like this. And if you know Glenna, you kind of know what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, it's fantastic. I love her work. Her last, This story and the last one are, are great. I love them. And uh, she had a little... Uh, uh, crisis of conscience I guess or thinking she wasn't good enough to be on the podcast it's a dinky little podcast anything that gets submitted is good enough but hers are outstanding hers are almost too good I think for my little podcast Um, but uh, let's see if she enjoys this one Uh, story's title is I am I am the one you feel coming up behind to stab you with a knife. You turn and look at me, but you don't see me. I am the one under your bed you feel reaching for your ankle. You look at me when you peek under the bed, but you don't see me. I am the one you feel standing over your child's crib reaching for her mouth. You hurry through the door of her room and look at me, but you don't see me. I am the one you hear scratching at the window by your chair. You look at, you look up at the tree branch but you don't see me I am the one who makes your dog whine and cower by the door you look at me through the screen door but you don't see me I am the one that you feel brushing your cheek with cold fingers you touch your cheek and look at me but you don't see me I am the one you feel standing at your bedroom door you turn on the light and look at me but you don't see me 
I am the one you feel touching the inside of your leg and you become tense. You also touch your leg, but you don't feel me. Your eyes snap open and you look at me, but you don't see me. I am the one you feel hiding in the dark behind the driver's seat of your car. You lean over and look back at me, but you don't see me. I am the one you feel waiting in your closet with a rope to strangle you. You slowly slide open the door and look at me, but you don't see me. I am the one you feel reaching for your arm in the darkened parking lot. You duck and turn to hit me. You look at me, but you don't see me. I am the one whose headlights you feel coming directly at you. You start to slam on your brakes and swerve to the right. You blink and look at me, but you don't see me. I am the one you feel reaching for your passenger side door handle at the stoplight. You look at me wide-eyed, but you don't see me. I am the one that quietly wails and moans outside your window when the wind blows. You shiver, wrap your arms around your shoulders and look out at me, but you don't see me. I am the one. I am no one. <laughs> Glenna, that's awesome. I don't care what you think about your writing. I like it. I do, I do, I do. Thank you very, very much. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and now it's time for the obligatory support me ad. <laughs> yeah, Anchor FM and Spotify, they put in a uh, a link in my profile on Spotify for support. And it's like Patreon. Um, you can choose a monthly payment if you like if you choose to support the podcast you can pay anywhere from 99 cents a month to 9.99 a month so a dollar a month or five dollars a month or ten dollars a month in essence and uh it helps with the podcast it helps uh keep me going and i do have a supporter by the way i have one right now thank you you know who you are but um yeah, it helps support the podcast. It helps us get uh, better equipment. It helps us uh, reach out and maybe be able to do a little bit more research. It might help improve me with voice lessons. You just don't know. You know, whatever helps, helps, right? And every little bit helps. I do appreciate the one supporter I have right now, and I, I would really, really appreciate more supporters. You guys are why I'm doing this. It's kind of gratifying for me. I don't really, I'm not really looking for fame by any means, but I wouldn't mind sharing stories with people. It's kind of fun. So, you know, if you're, if you're willing to uh, support, please do, or share the podcast at the very least. Let, you know, get the word out, let people know. I do need more submissions as well. So you can get onto a spooky SLV podcast at gmail.com and submit your stories. They can be ghost stories. They can be Bigfoot stories. They can be spooky stories. They can be, uh, weird paranormal stories. They can be cryptid stories. They can be uh, works of fiction, horror stories, creepypasta, sci-fi horror, whatever. You know, give me something good, something creepy, something make the hair stand up. <laughs> That's what we like here. But please, you know, uh, like I said, support, share, do what you can. I really appreciate it, and I'm really having a good time with this. So thanks, guys. It just now dawned on me as I was signing off. This is episode 10. That's an inaugural thing here. I mean, great. Woohoo. 10 episodes down. Let's go for a hundred of them. <laughs>